Mile High Football with Mark Schlereth is powered by Ideal Home Loans. Denver Sports presents the Mile High Football Podcast with Mark Schlereth. Hey guys, welcome into the Mile High Football Podcast presented by our friends at Ideal Home Loans. So, we talk so much over time about establishing and developing culture of a football team or culture of an organization. And, you know, one of the things I always tell people about culture is culture is not static, it's alive. And it needs to be developed and worked on on a day-to-day basis. And it's one of those things that constantly has to be preached. It constantly has to be, um, you have to live it by example and show it on a daily basis. And, you know, I always talk about culture being And anybody who's ever had a lawn or had a house, a home with a lawn, uh, knows exactly how this works. You'll see one spot in your lawn that yellows up, one spot in your lawn that just for whatever reason is what I like to call hydrophobic. It's afraid of water. It's just not getting enough water. And water, very much like culture, passes or, or follows the path of least resistance, meaning whatever is the easiest path That's going to go that way. And if you've got one high spot in your lawn where water just kind of circumvents its way around that high spot, that spot won't receive the water, and that spot will yellow up, and that spot will die. And that's culture. Like culture, especially in a locker room full of 53 guys plus, what, 16 practice squad guys or whatever it is in in today's game – That's exactly how culture works. It's going to follow the path of least resistance. So if everybody doesn't isn't held to a standard and everybody isn't isn't following that standard, they're going to go basically kind of sift and and go to wherever the easiest path is. And, And that's the culture of an organization or that's the culture of a sports team. And so it is so important and imperative to set that culture as a coach and say, this is who we are. This is what we're going to be about. So. I say that to basically tell you some of the news I heard recently. And I've done a lot of Broncos games over the last several years working for Fox. And I've been in that facility and I've watched how that facility operates. And one of the things that has become very apparent is the cafeteria downstairs right next to the Broncos locker room is a free-for-all. Meaning that non-essential employees are allowed to go down there and get something to eat. And on the surface, that would sound like not a big deal. My understanding is non-essential people within that building are no longer allowed down there. That's a player sanctuary. That's part of the locker room. The cafeteria should be for players and essential employees, meaning coaches, players, the equipment guys, the, the training room guys, and the weight room guys. And the reason I bring it up is because I've been over there plenty of times where I call a game, I'm in the cafeteria, I'm grabbing some lunch with, you know, my Fox team, and there are people from the business offices with clients that are sitting down there as players start to filter in. And so my understanding over there right now is that Sean Payton has basically put his foot down and said, if you're not an essential employee, meaning essential downstairs essential football team employee like there's a lot of business people hey you can brown bag it you can go out to lunch you can do whatever you want but i don't want a bunch of people that that the guys aren't familiar with that they're not comfortable with 
uh, down in our cafeteria while the guys are trying to eat lunch, you know, taking pictures or bumping into guys and introducing your clients to them and all that kind of stuff, that takes away from the focus at hand. And I think now there's a lot of people that will look at that and go, oh, that's ridiculous. You know, everybody should be a lot. No, they shouldn't. That should be a player's sanctuary. Why? Because I'm sitting down at a table like this with a couple other guys, and two things happen. One, we're trying to have a football conversation, right? We're trying to discuss something that goes on, a concept, kind of an understanding thing. And, you know, I use this example. uh, I've used this example before. Like, Let's say you're talking to a young player about identifying the middle linebacker, and we've all seen it, right? Quarterback comes up line of scrimmage and goes, 56 the mic, 56. No, 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 no. Check, check, check. 54 is the mic. 54 is the mic. And what, end up, uh, what end, ends up happening to a lot of young players is young players try to memorize the middle linebacker. So there's three linebackers in a base formation, right? There's the weak side linebacker. We call him the will. There's the middle linebacker. He's the, in the middle, obviously. And then there's the strong side linebacker. We call him the Sam, okay? Sam, Mike, and Will. And so you're always trying to memorize the numbers, okay? 56 is the starting Mike backer. 54 is the Mike backer's backup, and da 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 and goes like that. Well, what happens when all of a sudden they get into a nickel formation or they get into a dime formation or, you know, a linebacker gets hurt and somebody else comes in to play Mike? Now all of a sudden the number count or the numbers don't work anymore. So I used to tell guys all the time, all right, here's how you identify the Mike, regardless of nickel or dime or whatever they're in. Okay, there's one guy outside, another guy outside, the guy in the middle, right? If you can count to two, you can identify the mic. Number one, if it's the Sam going strong to weak, Sam. Number two is Mike. Number three is Will. Okay, if you're going weak to strong, number one is Will. Number two is Mike. Number three, it's always number two. And that could be number 37 out there. It could be number 45 out there. It could be number 52 out there, depending on what personnel packages you're in. So the bottom line, you could be having a, a, a conversation trying to teach a young guy how to identify things without memorizing numbers because memorizing numbers doesn't work. And all of a sudden, you've got a bunch of people in there, you know, that are non-essential. You don't feel comfortable having that conversation. So now I have to go to elsewhere in the building to have that conversation. Well, I might not get that opportunity to have that conversation with that guy again that, that came up to ask me those things in that particular context. So... That's why it should be for essential employees only. That's why it should be just an extension of the locker room where we can come, have something to eat, and continue to learn and discuss and work on our craft. And that, to me, is, is why those things are important, why those areas are sanctuaries for a player. And we know, I mean, I don't know, like throughout my career, we know when the media is going to be in the locker room, right? We know when we have an open locker room, and that's part of your your contract with the National Football League, and you have to, you know, you have to be uh, present or whatever. And guys hide. Guys go in the weight room. Guys go in the training room. Guys hide from the media at times because they just don't want to talk to them. Because again, that's that's your area. That's that's sanctuary for you. And it, it gets violated, but at least you know when that time is. And if you want to get out of there, you you're, you can do that. Like, you can get away from that. But the bottom line is I look at little things like that from a culture-building standpoint, and those things are great things for the Denver Broncos. This is exactly why you hired Sean Payton. It sounds like a little tiny thing, but it becomes a very big 
thing to a player. It's just another extension of the sanctuary of your locker room and how you guys can continue to grow together as a football team and continue to kind of increase your knowledge, your football acumen, if you will. Um, and and those things to me are, are the most important things. The other thing it does for you is provide you an opportunity where you don't have to police yourself because there's a lot of inappropriate things that get said in the locker room. And, you know, it's one of the ways guys kind of show each other love. It, it's just you, we give each other grief. We're always playing a game. We're always, you know, we're always flipping each other uh garbage and, and junk and um it's just part of of kind of the natural it's kind of the the passage kind of the just part of the locker room and all of a sudden you walk out of the locker room you walk into the cafeteria you got to be on your p's and q's right you got to you got to make sure like guys don't want to do that guys just want that to be an extension and that may sound childish it probably is but it's just the way a locker room operates so i for one Look at that. Look at what Sean Payton has done and think this is a great step in the right direction of all the things that haven't been right uh, for the last six, seven years that are getting corrected right now. And um, I couldn't be more excited about it. Uh, Hey, for everybody involved in the Mile High Football Podcast, we appreciate you. Appreciate the presenting sponsor, the great folks over at Ideal Home Loans. Check them out. Uh, That's IdealHomeLoans.com. Mile High Football with Mark Schlereth is powered by Ideal Home Loans.